Welcome to our daily devotions, coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. Throughout these summer months with uh, folks on, away on vacation and Pastor Lori on sabbatical, there will be days like today when it works best for us to play for you a, a golden oldie from our depository of devotions. So we hope you find this message as timely as when it was first offered and that it becomes for you a way to reflect upon the timelessness of God's Word. So let us now prepare our hearts and minds by listening to some beautiful music. In the scripture passage today, Jesus gives us the best object lesson ever. He gets his audience to lean in and participate. And then Jesus is so quick on his feet. I wish I could respond like he did just one time in my life. Well, listen to Matthew 22 verses 15 through 22. I'm going to be reading today from the NIV translation. Hear now the word of God. Then the Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap Jesus in his words. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they say, we know that you are a man of integrity and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying the tax. They brought him a denarius, and Jesus asked them, Whose image is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, So give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed. So they left him and went away. 
This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Gracious God, the psalmist reminds us how your word is a lamp for our feet and a light for our path. Guide us in our journey towards you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. They set a trap for Jesus. Who exactly is the they? Well, Herodians were friends of Roman political power, and Pharisees were friends of Israel's religious power. They buttered up Jesus with compliments like how he's a man of integrity and loyal to God alone, and then they asked him a question that could not be answered without getting him into trouble. You see, at the time, Palestine was not independent. It was a colonized satellite of the Roman imperial power. So when they asked Jesus if it was right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar, he was caught in their web. If Jesus said no, the Roman authorities would be on him immediately, most likely arresting him for trying to, re to lead a rebellion against Caesar. If Jesus said yes, he would be discredited among the godly Jews who were following him because in their eyes, God is the only king. And then, with the greatest object lesson of all time, Jesus asked them to pull out a coin, knowing that the tax had to be paid in the Roman currency. Well, we all know that Caesar's mug is right on the coin. But do you know what's on the flip side of that silver denarius? Here's your fun fact for the day. His mother, Livia. Isn't that great? So Jesus' brilliant answer to give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's gives us a clue, I think, on how we are supposed to live as Christians and a poignant reminder of how we are home here on earth, but we really have dual citizenship with heaven. To be a citizen of a country comes with privileges and responsibilities. Jesus reminds us that we are not exempt from taxes or other responsibilities just because we follow Christ. There was an article in Newsweek some 30 years ago describing how some people view the government. Listen to this. A veteran returning from Korea went to college on the GI Bill, bought his house with an FHA loan, saw his kids born in a VA hospital, started a business with an SBA loan, got electricity from TVA, and then water from a project funded by the EPA. His kids participated in the school lunch program and made it through college courtesy of government-guaranteed student loans. His parents retired to a farm on their Social Security, getting electricity from the REA and the soil tested by the USDA. When the father became ill, his life was saved by a drug developed through NIH, and the family was saved from financial ruin by Medicare. Then one day, he wrote his congressman an angry letter complaining about paying taxes for all those welfare programs created by ungrateful people. Hmm. So yes, taxation is a legitimate function of a government for its citizens. But Jesus also reminds us that we belong to God. We are to give Caesar, Uncle Sam, a great deal, but not an allegiance without bounds. As image bearers of God, our allegiance belongs to God 
who is the boundary of the state. It made me think of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was martyred for resisting Adolf Hitler's attempt to make the churches an instrument of Nazi propaganda and politics. I know it's an extreme example, but as a German pastor, he felt morally obligated to stand up against the leader of their government. It certainly isn't always easy to know what to do, but it's helpful to remember first and foremost our allegiance is to God. God is the king and ruler of our forever home. In the meantime, we live here on earth, following rules from our city, our state, and country, trying our best to be good citizens. And if you're like me, you know your home, but sometimes you get a wistful longing of homesickness for the best that is yet to come. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, be with us all the long days of our time on earth. Strengthen us to love one another as well as we can and fill us up with the hope and joy of our life to come with you forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.